so welcome to another episode of Walking with Wealth Managers. Today I'm with Aidan Butler from Standard Life Wealth in Leeds. Hi Aidan. Hi there. How, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Good. Um, we've just uh, we've driven out, out of Leeds, um, but tell me, where, where are we and where are we heading for our walk We're, to? We've come out to the Otley Shevin, which is the north side of Leeds. So uh, while we're walking, we should get some pretty good views of the, of the Wharf Valley as well. Oh, great. So, and you're head of the Standard Life Wealth, Leeds, um, Standard Life Wealth office in Leeds. Correct. Um, but so, tell me, how did you get to, to the position you're doing today? Um, well, I, uh, I graduated from Leeds University uh, many years ago. I did economics, economics and statistics there. Um, and at the time, wanted to, to get into fund management even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but applied to institutional fund management firms down in the city. So the likes of Chase Manhattan and Phillips and Drew, who have morphed into other entities now, really. Um, But unfortunately, I think at at that time, it was more uh, Oxbridge graduates who were were finding those positions. So I fell into accountancy, really, um, and joined KPMG in Leeds and qualified as an accountant with them, uh, specialising in insolvency. So uh, receiverships and liquidations and bank investigations. Okay, wow. So that was technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was interesting, and in a way, still sort of looking at uh, analysing businesses and um, so connected, yeah. sort of to to what I'd, I'd originally been interested in. Um, and then, whilst I was arranging a, a secondment to to Canada with KPMG. Um, I saw an advertisement for an investment management position in Leeds mm-hmm. um, with Singer and Friedlander, okay. who were the sort of the last remaining sort of British merchant bank in the country. Um, and so I joined them. Okay. Well, uh, were you sad not to get out to Canada? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes I was. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Vancouver would have been great. Uh, there's no denying it. Have you ever been... Yeah, since. I've okay, no, so not since. Right. I'd, I'd been before on, okay. on rugby tour um, with school, so that's uh, that sort of drew me drew me back there. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Leeds and investment management was no competition for Vancouver. So um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I joined back in '97. Um, so I'm sort of 20 years now in the industry. Um, this year, so. Uh, with uh, with Singer and Friedlander, then moved to Newton um, on the private client side. Mm-hmm. You know, the early two thousands, and then the Newton private client team was bought by uh, Standard Life Wealth in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, and then here and we are. here we are now. Yeah, yeah. and because you were head of the office at Newton as as well. Yes. So was it has, was it the whole team that picked up and yes? Moved? Did you gain people on the way? How did it change? What what changes happened when? Um, well, there wasn't really a great deal of change for us because Standard Life Wealth didn't have a, a Leeds office. Um, so we we moved along with the rest of the private client division, lock, stock, and barrel. Um, and since then, we have we've continued to grow uh, in terms of headcount and one or two staff changes. 
but it, in essence, the business remains the same okay. and what, what we do hasn't really altered. So you've worked with your team now for a number of years? Yes, yeah. So um, know each other pretty well. Well, there's been one or two retirements along the way, so we're, we're a pretty young team now. This is amazing, this waterfall. It works with stream or waterfall. Yeah, going stream down. going down to the bottom, Lovely. yeah. Join the river. Yeah. Which river is it? The River Wharf. Ah. So we'll see it okay. as we come up to the top of this rise here. You'll start to see the uh, the valley ahead. Amazing. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty young team, um, and we've uh, we've just recruited uh, another over the last couple of years, a couple of managers from the Bruins Leeds team. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's good. We've got a good good solid core and um, continuing to grow together. As head of the office, how much of your time? How do, you, how do you manage your time? Because I guess you've got quite a lot of responsibilities in terms of literally leading the office, but also you've got to go out and meet clients yeah. and balance all of that. So yeah, I, uh, work. I do have still a, um, a pretty sizable client base. Um, so I'm sort of full-time portfolio manager in that sense. Um, so it is quite a bit to juggle. Um, and it does tend to mean uh, long hours, the odd weekend here yeah. and there of logging on, but um, the team help a lot as well. The, to, to be fair, they don't take a great deal of managing, um, which is credit to them. Um, so from that perspective, it makes my job a lot easier. And there's a lot of support from London as well. Okay. In terms of you know the the HR and personnel side of things. Yeah. You can. And now you kind of, it's so easy to, if you need to video conference anyone, anything yeah. like that, you've just got everything at the yeah, exactly. click of a button, which makes it a lot easier. Okay, but um, so saying you started off kind of wanting to go into the fund management side, but from right way back when, from say when you were a young boy, what was the, what was the dream career? Um, Did you have uh, one? No, not, not really, no. Um, I, I think I've always been sort of interested in investments. There was, there was no particular inspiration around that. Um, so it's, I suppose it's, it's uh, just been a natural development really. Um, and the accountancy qualification has been a, a, a very sound grounding in that. Um, and the role at Singer and Friedlander uh, was part analyst, part fund manager, mm. um, as a lot of uh, organisations back then were, and, and some still continue to be, where the portfolio manager is still very, uh, very relied upon for uh, research yeah. work on companies. Yeah, did you, when you were kind of doing all this research into these companies, did you find a particularly niche area of interest that you, uh, no, or were I, you looking at abroad? I was, I, at that time, this is sort of late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, I was, um, I was the uh, travel and leisure uh, and transport okay. analyst. So Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, there was a fair few, uh, few trips down to London, a few, a few trips here and there to go and see local companies as well. So it was last year, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, the Standard Life Wealth Leeds office supported the Leeds Leeds Healthy Minds for a Thriving City campaign. Um, tell me a bit more about why you decided to, to support that. Well, we've, as a, as a whole organisation, Standard Life, um, we've been 
uh, supporting through our uh, corporate charity partner, Place to Be, um, sort of the mental health and well-being of um, young children uh, in schools. Uh, place to Be offer uh, support both in schools and also um, well, predominantly in schools to both children and parents uh, around mental health and support. So it's very nice. So I'm just going to take a picture. We've just come yeah. to the top of up. Well, we've walked up a hill through the woods. Up the Chevin, yeah. And then now we're looking out over the Yorkshire Dales, and it's amazing. And so what the river? The river winds its way through the through the oh, bottom yeah. of the valley. Um, the you just can't you sort of see it just going on the far side of that lake, oh, and it okay. just continues to yeah. wind through. Nice. You might oh. you might even see the Brownlee brothers. They train up here, so they uh, they come up on the bikes and, and Which running. Which one's carrying the other one this time? <laughs> oh, that's cool. So yeah, the the um, uh, place to be mm. are our sort of charity partner. So locally, we've done um, a number of things um, uh, alongside them, uh, decorating classrooms in schools and, mm -hmm. and what have you. So that meant that it was actually last year there was an opportunity to. And be one of the lead sponsors in a talk that was given by Alistair Campbell okay. and um, Clark Carlisle, a former footballer. Yeah. Um, on they were talking about their experiences around mental health. Very frank, very moving. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and that was the first sort of mental health initiative that Leeds Community did, um, Leeds Community Foundation. And then earlier on this year, we had the opportunity uh, from them to be um, part of the, the sponsorship team for uh, the event that Prince Harry came to, which oh, was wow. the Leeds Leeds yeah. um, initiative. Um, so that, that, was, that was great. And yeah. you know, it's something I think that obviously is very much in the, in the public eye anyway and has been for a while now. Mm. But to be able to support that and promote awareness of it amongst the public and to be able to support Leeds as a as a city trying to um, to make a difference um, we, we, we jumped at the chance really yeah. so yeah it's, no, it's been it's very good good yeah well I think it's fantastic and I guess obviously hearing um, people's personal accounts at the talk as well is it's so good for people to talk about it and I suppose especially even in the financial services industry it's quite a high pressure industry um, particularly private client investment management you're looking after other people's money I'm sure there's an element of responsibility that comes with that and there is there is need to be if you know if everyone can talk about experiences and fairly open about things like that I think it can only be a good thing I, th I think what it shows is it's there's no um, uh, there's no one one person one industry uh, one area where um, that that hasn't necessarily been touched and we all I think what you get to realise is one way or another, we'll all be uh, sort of in contact with someone, whether through friends or family at some point in our life who who have or has mental health issues. So yeah. being able to spot that and being aware of the support you can give and where that support's available within the community is, is really important. Yeah, that's no, fantastic. And do you do any other sort of charity, charity uh, things through work? We have done, yes. We uh, This year we did the um, Investex Nodonia Challenge. Oh, wow. For, what did that um, entail? 
Uh, that was climbing the three peaks in the three highest peaks in Snowdonia on one day, and then cycling and canoeing on the following day. So it was, uh, yeah, it was it was tough being out in some fairly nasty weather at times for 11 yeah. hours uh, hiking. But that was good. That that was for the Youth Adventure Trust, which. Um, is is all about trying to give opportunities and um, new skills to uh, to children um, who are you know perhaps facing or have faced some some real challenges in their life. Yeah. Giving them a bit of a a bit of a new start, if you like, and um, and a boost. Yeah, I can imagine that was um, yeah yeah climbing three three peaks didn't so it took you eleven hours. Eleven hours, yeah. Crikey. Yeah, it was. Um, did you do much training? Uh, we, we, not, not enough, <laughs> to be fair, no, no, we, we should probably have done some more, but it was, um, it was a great, uh, great team effort. It was, it was good fun. There was, uh, we had two guys from our London office, um, and then the rest of us from Leeds. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Really good fun. Which times. was the hardest bit? Uh, the hike. Okay. It was pretty, uh, it was just the, the length of time really. It was, it was probably one of the hardest things I've done for a while actually okay. as, as the oldest man the old man on the team <laughs> by a few years um, when you say for a while what else have you done um I've done the odd triathlon here and there and uh you know the odd the odd run of uh any marathons uh, no I did a marathon back in 2002 oh wow which one uh the London marathon but that that was a slow one <laughs> I was I, I was built not for speed but for comfort at the time. <laughs> Stamina, that's what yeah. you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very impressed. I um, actually put my name in the ballot this year. Didn't get a place, but in hindsight, I think I'm quite relieved. Yeah. <laughs> so no more, no more. Marathons. No. <laughs> that was a very decisive yeah. no. You probably worked with various different people through the different companies that you've been at, but. And this question, I'm going to ask you, who is the most inspiring person for you within your career? But it doesn't have to be someone that you've worked with. It might be someone from outside, but... Well, it's... It isn't necessarily... Well, it isn't anyone that I've worked with. Um, but it's someone who I think is probably... You learn um, some skills or characteristics, traits that you... Um, you probably want to adopt as a as a manager of people um, and a leader of of an office or a team. Um, yeah. And the I think what I would hope uh, people say, knowing me, is that um, you know I do try and lead by example. So mm -hmm. yeah, honesty, uh, humour. Um, enjoyment in what you do um, and you know, sort of effort and endeavor um, that I hope is what I sort of show to a degree so if I went to go and ask all your team who's the most inspiring person in your career hopefully they'll all say you I'm probably sure not <laughs> no. but, yeah. but, but no, it, it's I've, I've got a real um, sort of love for rugby mm -hmm. um, and I've sort of yeah I suppose the biggest thing for England rugby in recent years was obviously winning the World Cup and you look at the leadership shown there by Martin Johnson and yeah. 
what he's done on the pitch and how he I've listened to him speak a few times and he still you can still see even though he stopped playing many years ago people have a he has a real awe about him yeah, he and does. people do look up to him and respect him and and he on the pitch he, he did lead by example and led the team really well so that's his, those sort of characteristics and traits yeah I think are an inspiration if you like in terms of how you should look to try and lead a team yeah absolutely I think yeah, a lot can be taken from professional team sports because they have to work so in tune with each other they do as well that it can be transferred to any sort of walk of life yeah yeah so do you play rugby uh, I did did play rugby I did and then I coached um, and then I stopped when my son got to, when he stopped so did you coach your son yes how was that okay probably not healthy <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I don't, I'm sure he would he would say through gritted teeth yes like, it was fine so uncool. yeah <laughs> no. uh, sure I tended wouldn't. to shout those Sunday mornings but uh, yeah it was it was uh, it was good to give a little bit back to to the rugby club yeah. and, and to which, stay involved which rugby club not far from there? here it's a club called Yarnbury okay in Horsforth so uh, yeah it was it was good a lot of time and effort but worth it I'm just going to throw another one in there what's been one of the highlights in your career as well um, I think growing the office to to the position that it's at at the moment is is a big highlight. Um, you know, we've gone from less than 100 million under management in 2003, and I joined Newton, to approaching a billion now. Wow! Um, so in what 14 years, um, which is great. Uh, we've not had to do that by massive increase in the team or going out and making continual acquisitions. So that's been very organic and I think goes back to what I said before, I suppose the, a number of things, whether it's the honesty you have with clients, the enjoyment of, of the job itself, um, the, the retention of clients is critical in that. Um, so we've, the fact that we've had net fund growth year on year for 14 years is is testament to the the service levels so clients trust us and stay with us yeah uh, as well as the performance that we achieve so all of that i think is yeah you know, i would say that's a that's a highlight really to have to have got to that level um yeah and yeah with a really strong team and built a really good team within the office so yeah there's a degree of pride there and and looking to to the future as well because it's you know it doesn't stop there we're looking to grow and continue to to move ahead and grow the funds under management further we're just walking through i'm just looking down it's kind of kind of evergreen sort of forest are they i think they're surrounded by pine trees and we are there's leaves all over the ground and it's so beautiful all the colors but and looking out at the yorkshire dales this is a beautiful part of the country it is it is we're very lucky yeah. To have this on our doorstep is, uh, is amazing. Yeah. And I'm quite interested in terms of the locality of, you're talking about your clients, the locality of your client base. I think the way the nature of the industry is going, more and more we'll speak to wealth managers and so, yeah, speak to wealth manager and leads and say, oh, most of your clients are based locally. And while a good portion of it 
may be so. More and more we're seeing clients based all over the UK and now further afield as well. You'll speak yeah. to people that have a client out in Indonesia or America or Australia or something. Um, and it's start, starting to yeah, basically stretch away from the sort of local base. But yeah. we ask our interviewees to make a prediction. So I was wanting to ask you, when do you think we'll lose that sense of locality within the industry completely? So when will there not be that trend that people that live in Leeds will look turn to Leeds for their wealth management needs? I, I think to a degree, you're already seeing it. Um, yeah, we've already talked about in the car and, and on the walk about communication and the various ways that you can communicate with clients now, whether that be uh, FaceTime, um, <laughs> Have VCs. Have you FaceTimed a client before? Not, not yet, no. <laughs> I mean, no. it's probably not far down the road. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't imagine it'll be too long, but... Um, there's all the adverts for, in mostly the banks, people getting out of taxis having just yeah. been FaceTiming, so I guess it will start to happen. And, and I, I think it's more about, um, it's having access however that may be, to the right person who, who fits in terms of personality, the firm that fits in terms of what it's offering, investment resource-wise, performance. Uh, you know, all of those things have to be right. And then it doesn't necessarily matter where you are, providing I still think the clients, what they want is to be looked after by someone who's actually looking after their portfolio. Yeah. So we tend to find that a lot of our clients like the fact that we are the portfolio managers. They know that we're very well resourced and supported by a central investment team and mm -hmm. standard life investments, but we are the ones who are actually putting together their portfolios for them. Mm -hmm. So we're fully accountable. And I think that the fact that they know that and they trust you to be doing that is the critical thing, whether they be in Kettering, Cambridge, Jersey, uh, Isle of Man, wherever it may be, um, my furthest afield client is in Tokyo. Oh, wow. And we see he nice. comes over. I was going to no, say, do I, you get... Sadly not, no. <laughs> no, I've not tried that one. <laughs> so uh, we will probably end up, because um, he's probably not going to be coming over here that often now, so we probably, that would be one where we do end up doing FaceTiming or whatever, yeah. something similar. Um, but the key is there, it's about trust, and the individual's concerned. So I suppose in answer to your question, it is already happening. Um, it's about who, you know, the whole advice piece. So who yeah. the advisors are, who they trust to put in front of their clients and look after the client money and who the client gels with. Heading back out towards the car. That's great. Are. Thanks so much, Hayden. Pleasure. Nice one to of see your, you. Yeah. Is this, one, this is one of more your um, one of the dog regular walks. dog walks. It yeah, is. So. We didn't get too muddy. No. And no dogs to lose control of today, so <laughs> successful walk. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming.